Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. It is Monday, 7.28 a.m., November 18th. Um, I had an interesting, busy week. It was pretty action-packed. I didn't really, you know, I didn't have any dreams that I remember last night. I, I felt like they were intense, but I thankful y'all are thankful I'm sure that I didn't remember one but I did have one on Monday night that was a doozy and I had hadn't had a dream like this in about seven years but the gist of it was I was danger in danger of being demon possessed and I could feel like the presence of these entities trying to get into my body and it was very very intense uh, they were trying to enter through my mouth what i did in the dream was i was trying to say jesus name because if i could say that then they would not enter but i didn't want them to enter my mouth when i opened my mouth Plus, it was just really hard for me to get the words out, and I, I struggled, and it was one of those type of things where you're laying there, and you can kind of hear yourself, like, talking, and it's like, Jesus. It was really, really difficult for me, um, but I made it. I said his name, and uh, yeah, demons didn't enter my body, and I I just, you know, remember like in the dream, just collapsing in a pile. I was, it exhausted me, um, to get the name out. Hey, but at least I didn't get possessed in my dreams. Um, it was just so difficult. Oh my God. I could, it, I felt like it, I felt like my mouth was a magnet and then the force, there was a force that was like another type of magnet that was kind of pulsating, you know, like pushing against me you know like that negative space when you put the two magnets together and they won't touch that's what it's like Ugh. um but uh moving forward yeah the big event was uh i worked in a state sale for uh, uh, robert and it was it was probably the most interesting estate sale I've ever worked at. Um, it was located at the bottom of Lombard Street at 1000 Lombard. And it was full of books and, you know, some nice pottery and whatnot. Um, I got some lovely things for my shop. Um, but, you know, the house has a history to it. And it kind of, it's a, it's a more recent history. It's from the 60s, uh, the history. The house was built in the 20s. But uh, there was a woman named Pat, Pat, Pat Mondanon who moved in there. And she was somewhat of a San Francisco socialite. And she was always throwing these parties and whatnot. Uh, so they were quite successful and all, you know, all the best people were there. And 
she also had a little morning show on TV, like a little, you know, out and about in society type show. And so one day, one night, she and a friend um, had Anton LaVey show her, not on TV, but just on a whim, a love potion. And it was a pink and purple drink. You know, it probably had drugs in it. I'm just saying, pink and purple don't, I don't know. I think it's a horrible color combination and it makes me suspect something. Um, But, you know, I wasn't there and I'm glad I wasn't. I I can't stand Anton LaVey. I'm glad he's dead. Anyway, um, sorry about that footnote. But um, so they they had the potion and that inspired her to have a esoteric and occult themed party at this house, the same house that I did the estate sale at. They had a tarot reader come in one room and the, the, the layout is like there's it's a very choppy layout. In the 40s, the, this giant house was divided into apartments. So uh, they were, I believe, on the second floor. And it, it's so choppy. Like, everything is just like a little square room here, a little screw, square room there. And um, so they had, you know, astrologers in one room, etc. The tarot reader arrived super late with a bunch of riffraff. And he kept demanding a drink right away. Like, just super super diva-ish um pat got kind of waylaid by guests apparently she didn't have any servants or anything there to do her bidding um and she was late in giving him his drink and then he cursed her and he said you know i'm putting a curse on you and in this house and he left and i have honestly he sounds like a some kind of cheap swindler um you know tarot is is supposed to be a fun relaxing self-exploration tool okay um it's supposed to be a positive and uplifting experience um and offer guidance from the cosmos it's not about demanding drinks from people bringing riffraff or being a goober he was wearing apparently some big green cape with feathers on it. So he's a, a birdie goober. And um, he left in a huff. And and apparently, right after that, Pat started, the house started getting really, really cold. And to be fair, it was cold in that house, um, especially in this windowed kind of garden room. There were two large Gustavian Swedish ceramic stoves there that were used just to heat that room because it got so cold so but apparently she got pneumonia and then a lot of weird shit started happening in the house you know just your typical poltergeist stuff and then these other these hippie 'er ne'er-do-wells moved into the upstairs apartment where the first half of the estate sale was held and they caused a lot of damage um they did a lot of graffiti they were trying to burn things burn piles of furniture in the house they're just fucked in the head okay um and you know that that year 
like 60, you know, in the like late 60s, 67, 68 in San Francisco, there were a lot of trash moving into the city. Um, the hippies, you know, they, it wasn't like what you'd think, um, like boho, cute, peace and love, flower power, um, outfits to die for, um, weed, that sort of thing. No, these, these were like the scum of Scumbodia coming in busfuls to San Francisco. Um, just trash getting off on the bus, being freeloaders, um, crashing parties, being generally skanky and, and filthy all the time and, and not really contributing anything to the society at large. Um, so if you can imagine, hey, Ashbury just being overrun with these goobers, just point A, point B, here a goober, there a goober. And um, they, you know, they were, they were just, you know, dirty, scabies infested, trashy barf. And so th- there were some of those that had moved up in the front floor, the top floor. Um, and they had also all these occultic, you know, bad images were um, being graffitied into the foyer. And Pat was tormented. So she moved in with her boyfriend. I think she was also kind of looking for an excuse to shack up with Butter Baron Wolsey, who's, uh, like, you know, as the title suggests, I mean, he's, a, he's an heir to a, a big fortune. That would have been her second husband. Um, they did marry later. She had her personal assistant, Mary, move in to the house in her stead. And... Mary was not there for very long before she was found. Her body was completely charred and burnt to death. And there was no sign of uh, a break-in. Um, there were there were no signs of any cigarettes or anything like that. And it was, she was found in her bed like that. So there was a fire in the room that was put out and taken care of. And there she was, just in that room. Well, enter Mr. Albrecht, who died recently, whose house we did the estate for. He moved in the year after. He moved in in 1969. Uh, Princeton and Oxford educated uh, a lawyer who was an international traveler, um, particularly fond of Spanish, Afro-Brazilian cultures, had a ton of Haitian art, which he donated to a museum, that's that's all up in arms. This this uh, the Mexican museum wanted it. Here's the thing: they don't have a building. They and with that donation of of art comes a one million dollar donation of money. Um, so that that is all tied off somewhere. So no one had access to that art. I did see one of the paintings though, and apparently. Um, <clears throat> Robert told me that the painting was just a bit the painting the the house was filled with these type of paintings but it was a tall painting about six feet tall a little larger than life size and it was completely <clears throat> like just you know lots of short little brush strokes kind of a muddy color uh, color story but it was of this kind of naked nun thing with these eyes that looked serpentine 
there was a reptilian look to her face, but a little bit plumper. She was a kind of a jowly reptilian nun, and and it was just unsettling. It was a very unsettling painting. But Robert said the whole house was filled with them. There were two masks there that remained that had real ram horns on them. They were devil masks. They were Haitian. Um, one of them had like a little, uh, like a little tiny, um, you know, dauber, um, a little bug nest or something in one of the ears that was just added to the sinister element of the pieces. I liked the masks though. <clears throat> I've got a lot of masks in my kitchen, but you know, as the days wore on at that estate sale, I was like, I am not putting that mask in my house. Okay. Um, I did get, one of my favorite things I got was a bully stick. Um, or at least that's what I'm calling it. Um, it, you know, it's like a thin baseball bat with a uh, leather handle on it and it had a little hair stuck to it. Um, I removed the hair, but I regret removing the hair because that would have just added to the charm. Um, but yeah, so that's hanging on my doorknob in my room, you know, just in case, um, but the the piece de resistance was the catacombs area, um, as Robert referred to them, and it was this area that was completely. I mean, this was all built out in the '60s. If you go so under the house, it's not just a basement. It was a series, an insane series of room after room after room, brick rooms that were built under the house. And there were these winding staircases with elaborate uh, banisters um, and these all these doors that had these heavy brass knobs that were like of dragons and angels and cherubs little cherub oh it was incredible all downstairs way way downstairs and there were no windows they could have built windows down there no windows two kitchens downstairs um down 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 and then if you kept going down these kind of winding spiral brick staircases there was another kind of like a little oubliette and we went down there, and there was even more. And down there, I found uh, a beautiful, like a soup tureen or a server thing that was shaped like a boar's head. Um, that was absolutely stunning. Um, so I did get some some sewing supplies from there, and and whatnot. Um, and it, the downstairs. I mean, I'm like Shania. That don't impress me much. That's my motto usually in the back of my head. That's one of my things. I'm like, not a lot impresses me, okay? I love beauty. I love <clears throat> I love to find beauty in things. But I, I also like to be, you know, just accustomed to such things. I, I, I like to, you know, I'm, I've been around long enough where not a lot surprises me. But this, I had never seen anything like it. And I will never see anything like this, this catacombs basement area it, it it made no sense it was completely just building after building after building down here in one of the areas 
there was this kind of galley-like mini apartment thing and it looked like a ship it looked like what you'd a picture where if someone was living on a, a small boat or something like that was and there was a little plaid blanket on the bed a weird little square bed and uh, a foreign exchange student lived there in the 70s he at one point had a bunch of people just kind of you know crashing at his pad um but the the little bed and everything and whatnot i mean and you know what i don't know if it was soundproof but when i was looking at something that's three and four bricks deep i think that you know it's pretty soundproof down there uh there were all manner of things i mean it was primarily being used for storage but two kitchens and a couple bathrooms and it was just insane just kind of popping out of the place I was so amazed by it it was incredible so that was kind of the highlights or or whatnot of my week because I love working for these estate sales for when Robert does them he's he's a wonderful uh, he's a wonderful man and he has very gentlemanly manners which is so rare you know, there's a lot of people, um, I haven't met them all and I'm glad I haven't, but there's certain men who go around and they'll say, I'm a gentleman. No, sir, you are not a gentleman. Or there'll be a woman who says, I'm a lady. You woman are not a lady. Okay. Um, there are very few gentlemen left and they live in England. They're members of an aristocracy. They are the landed gentry. A lady is a woman of noble birth. They are neither. The only thing that we who are not them can aspire to are maintaining elegant manners. So I would say that Robert is the closest to one that I've met because he has very elegant manners and he's very gracious and kind. And I wish more men could be like him. I really do. I think I think the world would be a better place. But you know, enough about him. Um, so I've been cooking a lot for myself, very simple meals, primarily a large steak or a pound of spinach for myself. I'll just cook it down real fast and eat it because I've been busy and I kind of burnt myself on eating out. Um, I did have a really yummy and spicy plate of uh, Shanghai beef at Wild Pepper. It was busy. I was hangry. And it took about half an hour for me to get my food. Um, Mr. Thing, he was under pressure and he was stressed out. Um, there were a lot of inconsiderate families in the restaurant. And he, uh, he was doing his best to accommodate them. He looked a bit harried. Um, usually when I go in there, it's slow. And uh, he, you know, he just kind of annoys me a bit, but he wasn't as annoying because he had something to do and um, I tipped accordingly. Um, but yeah, the dish is just kind of, it's kind of like Malpo tofu without the tofu and it's so spicy, but not burn your mouth off spicy. You know, the, the spices are very skillfully placed and then it's topped with these crispy, like flash, flash, like walk fried. I don't know how they do it. These really crispy uh, 
kind of like mustard greens or something and you put those on top of it and it was so good um i've been really busting my hump and so it's been hard for me to um make time to eat i know that sounds unbelievable because i love food i mean but i haven't really had time to just hunker down and um, have a square three meals a day so it's it's usually a big meal um that's mostly meat and vegetables and whatnot um and I've been craving spinach like there's no tomorrow. Like it's my last day on earth. And if, I mean, I would just have spinach if I had to choose right now. It's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, I've been go gone on a bit too long uh, for what I'd like. But I feel that the, that, uh, the estate sale and the story within the estate were of enough interest that I, I could tell give a, a a clear synopsis um one more thing uh, the mission bar had their 20th anniversary on saturday night and i had a real good time um i've been hardly drinking at all um but uh, i made up for it on saturday i uh stayed i got there at 8 p.m uh, to meet my friend arena and I stayed for four hours and 45 minutes. I left, I think, around quarter to one. Um, in the meantime, I had three of their giant Manhattans um, and a mind eraser. And I had never had a mind eraser before. There's something kind of soda shoppy about it because you get two straws, but it comes in a short little, uh, like an old fashioned glass, you know? It was delicious. We did it with tequila. Um, I can't really have those all the time, but it was an, it was a celebratory event. All sorts of nice people came to the table. Um, Anne, Amisha, who also works at the bar, Sean, Shannon, um, and of course Irina, um, Parker, and Amy, who I had re I had met them a couple times, but I had a, a wonderful conversation about Democrats with with Amy. And um, I think she was kind enough to hear my opinion about, I think we need a big, beefy Democrat. You know, someone to go hard for, for, um, for justice. Um, basically, Superman. Anywho, on that note, I've got to get to Thrifton. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.